the Holy Gospel according to Mark. Glory to you, O Lord. Now after John was arrested, Jesus came to Galilee, proclaiming the good news of God and saying, The time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe in the good news. As Jesus passed along the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and his brother Andrew casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. And Jesus said to them, Follow me, and I will make you fish for people. And immediately they left their nets and followed him. As he went a little farther, he saw James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John, who were in their boat mending the nets. Immediately he called them, and they left their father Zebedee in the boat, with the hired men, and followed him. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Fishing is dangerous work. Now, I'm not talking about hazardous weather conditions at sea for people who make their living fishing. No, no, no. I'm talking about when I was little, and uh, my grandpa taught me how to fish in the pond in his backyard. On one particular fishing excursion, I distinctly remember casting off, and that's when I heard my grandpa let out a scream such as I had never heard before, and I learned a whole bunch of new words that my young ears had never heard before either, when the hook on my line went backwards and hooked my grandpa squarely in the seat of his pants. Like I said, dangerous. Now I tell that story for really no other reason than one, it's amusing, and two, because of the clever maritime connections to our stories from Jonah and from Mark. And also, maybe, my ineptitude as a fisherman puts me in good company with the ineptitude of our characters in our stories today. Only three verses into the book that bears his name, Jonah actively runs from God and goes in the exact opposite direction and as far away as possible to avoid doing what God has called him to do. After the incident with the big fish, still, he reluctantly goes to Nineveh, walking only a third of the way through the city, one day of a three days journey, and uttering a mere five words as recorded in the original Hebrew. And in this story from Mark's gospel, Jesus calls fishermen. Not exactly the upper echelon of Jesus' society, but smelly, day-laboring fishermen without any formal education or social standing to speak of. People that the world would just as easily cast aside. That's the first amazing thing about these two stories today, though. That these stories are for those who think they have nothing to offer, or for those who don't think they can rise to the challenge, or those who even actively run away from it. These are stories that remind us that God can accomplish God's purposes, even through our own failures and shortcomings and hesitancy. But here's where things get interesting. Our gospel text is such a familiar Sunday school story that most of us, I don't think, fully realize what's going on here. Fishing for people, 
isn't some clever way of saying inviting our friends to church. First of all, there was no church to speak of in Jesus' day. But think about it. If the people in Jesus' metaphor, fishing for people, if the people represent the fish, what happens to fish when they get caught? It's usually not very good news for them, is it? This metaphor is actually steeped in the tradition of the Hebrew prophets who use it in a vastly different context that I'm sure none of us ever heard in Sunday school. For the Hebrew prophets, catching fish with hooks means divine judgments on the powerful and those who exploit their power to oppress the poor and the marginalized. I imagine Jesus was well acquainted with these passages in the Jewish scriptural heritage that he was raised in. So maybe Jesus is using this fishing metaphor to show his followers just how dangerous the work that he's calling them to do is going to be. It seems like fishing for people has little to do with invitation and evangelism, although those things are important but everything to do with proclaiming the good news of the kingdom of God here and now, rooted in the tradition of the Hebrew prophets, the very tradition that Jesus emerges from, and the tradition that we find ourselves in 2,000 years later. The work of the kingdom of God, Jesus is saying, is dangerous. This kingdom of God that he comes to announce Boldly in Mark's gospel, the work of dismantling the status quo of power and privilege and exploitation and domination. After all, Mark's gospel rushes on with unusual speed through the first several chapters to get to the account of Jesus' death and suffering, where it significantly slows down to tell that story with uncharacteristic detail. Almost as though Mark is saying, pay attention, this is the point. This work of building the kingdom of God on earth is dangerous. So dangerous, in fact, that it's going to get Jesus killed. And as the late theologian James Cone once said, if you are going to worship somebody that was nailed to a tree you must know that the life of a disciple of that person is not going to be easy. But the good news is that on the other side of death is resurrection. At the end of this gospel is resurrection, new life, a reimagining of the world as God yearns for it to be. This week, along with so many others, I was struck in particular by the words of poet Amanda Gorman, who spoke at the inauguration on Wednesday. Her poem so aptly and profoundly seems to capture the moment that we collectively find ourselves in. It's undeniable that we've been through a lot in the past year. Racial protests, a divisive election, increasing polarization between this side and that, a pandemic that has now claimed over 410,000 lives in the U.S. alone, the storming of the same Capitol building that Gorman stood in front of as she read her poem just two weeks later, 
as she writes, we braved the belly of the beast. We've learned that quiet isn't always peace. And the norms and notions of what just is, isn't always justice. That's the call of discipleship, to call out what just is and to demand justice. To root out systems of oppression and injustice and hatred that deny the full humanity of our fellow siblings. It's the kind of fishing that Jesus is calling the disciples to. That kind of fishing is dangerous work. And I have to admit that the characters that God chooses aren't exactly the ones you'd think. They're certainly not the ones I would choose. Jonah? Ordinary fishermen? Us? The disciples who Jesus calls, who immediately leap at the invitation, are going to be the same ones who wind up doubting and denying and abandoning Jesus. Meanwhile, Jonah's fallibility is perhaps even more obvious, resisting God's call from the very beginning. But that makes the rest of the story that much more profound. In some ways, it's a miracle story. It reminds us that this is not about what Jonah does. This is not about what the disciples do. It's not about anything we do. It's about what God is doing in and through us. This is about God's power to resurrect from the dead, to bring new life out of places of despair, to transform what just is into justice. God beckons us to follow, to get swept up into that work, to imagine the world as it can be, to bring God's reign to life. I think Gorman's poem captures this very vision as she continues. We close the divide because we know to put our future first, we must first put our differences aside. We lay down our arms so we can reach out our arms to one another. We seek harm to none and harmony for all. One thing is certain. If we merge mercy with might and might with right, then love becomes our legacy. For there is always light, if only we're brave enough to see it, if only we're brave enough to be it. Follow me, Jesus says, and I will make you fish for people. I will make you into the disciples who can do hard and dangerous work for the sake of the kingdom of God. I will make you. God calls us to bear witness to God's extravagant love and mercy for the people of our Nineveh, for the people of a hurting world. God calls us now, not when we think we're ready, not when we can feel better equipped or more qualified or better prepared, but now. Will you come and follow?